Welcome back to All Things Erie from Erie PA. This is Kat. I'm your host for this week's episode. I have to apologize for not being very consistent with the podcast. I've been having health issues and you could probably even tell the difference between this week's and the one that I posted a couple months ago. I was hoping to be back on track with putting out podcasts, but unfortunately my health did not want to go along with the plan. So what I had decided to do last time was to start a, um, a fundraising part of my podcast, part of the funds, obviously, to help produce this. The second half would be going to a charity from here in the Erie area, whether it is the Humane Society, the local fire department, someone. That is what I would like to do with that particular fundraising. Now, I also wanted to remind everybody that we are on podbean.com, iTunes, Facebook, Spotify, and I'm also on Instagram. I'm hoping to get back to where I was being able to produce at least one to two per month. Now, I want to introduce you to a case that to read about made you go, hmm, how did that go wrong? So, so wrong and so fast. While researching for this show, I just want to say first, the opinions that are stated on this podcast is based off of my research and I have to say again, it's my opinion and this podcast is made for entertainment purposes only. So when you hear about what happened and what this particular person did, you'll understand why I put that disclaimer in the beginning of the podcast. So let's move on. There's so much to start with this case that I'm going to have to break it down to a couple of podcasts, possibly two, more likely three. The more I delved into this guy and what he had done to his own child and the kids and families, the more I have to say, it isn't good and that's being polite. Today we're going to talk about Lawrence Ray, who was able to move himself into his daughter's dorm. You heard that correctly. He was living in his daughter's dorm. She did not have a private apartment. And manipulated her and this was also the start of the manipulation on the group of young ladies and young men that were also living at the dormitory along with his daughter which takes place at Sarah Lawrence College in Bronxville New York now just a little background it was sta- it was established by estate mogul William Van Duzer Lawrence that was on his grounds and was in name of in named in honor of his wife Sarah Bates Lawrence. I went in and I looked at the history of this college. 
I think some women who consider themselves feminists would be extremely upset about this if they knew what that particular college was set up for. There were other schools available earlier in our centuries and stuff like that that devoted their time for upper uh, upper income people, their children, and how to maneuver in their society. And just like I was explaining, the school was first set up as a finishing school for girls so they could marry into a very good family. The young women, and remember this was established in 1926, were taught a curriculum for progressive, productive, sorry, productive leisure. The students were required to work for eight hours in such studies as modeling, shorthand, typewriting, applying makeup, imagine doing that today and not in a beauty field, and gardening. Today's classes are much different. Students pursue a wide range of courses in the four different curricular distributions, the creative arts, writing, music, dance, theater, film, and the plastic arts such as painting, printmaking, drawings, and sculpture, history and the social sciences, anthropology, economics, political science, and sociology, the humanities, Asian studies, art history, film studies, language, literature, philosophy, and religion, and natural science and mathematics, which included biology, chemistry, physics, computer science, and mathematics. Now, all of my research will be posted on the Facebook page, just so you know, along with all my sources. Sarah Lawrence College is most known for being a liberal arts and science along with general studies and humanity. Humanities, my, forgive me. In 1968, Sarah Lawrence College allowed a limited number of men to start to be admitted to the school while originally being an all-women's college. Now that we have some background on this college, we can move forward with the case. I would like you to picture in your mind someone that you know who is influential that you look up to or someone you know that might be in the political world or even maybe has worked or has met folks in the movies. Now think of some of those stories they have either told you or could tell you. This all starts back in the year of 2010. And I must say, I feel for the daughter because this would have been all she had known, the behavior of her father. Now, let's talk about Lawrence Ray. He, I cannot emphasize so much about this. There's so much about Ray that it is, again, going to be kind of hard to get everything into this particular podcast. But he worked on Wall Street in the 80s. And according to New York Magazine, Ray was also a consultant for several industries, such as insurance, construction, and gambling. 
He briefly was in the military for a total of 19 days, and he had stayed in contact with several prominent officials such as Marine General Charles Pittman and retired Marine Commandant General James Jones. Ray has also claimed to work for the CIA, while there's no evidence that he did or, in fact, any other branch of the U.S. government. It's reported that he was involved in the ruin of a New York City police commissioner. At that time, Ray owned some bars and nightclubs in New Jersey during the 80s while working on Wall Street, where he would meet people like Bernard Carrick. Ray was cooperating with the investigations who had been looking into Carrick's dealings, which in turn cost Carrick not just his job, but his reputation. When Ray went after another in doing the same tactic, one Ditamaso was beat Ray so badly, which resulted in neurological damage. It was actually caught on video. Ditamaso was sentenced to only one day in anger management. Could you imagine beating someone senseless and then only getting one day in anger management classes? It is just absolutely mind-boggling to picture that or to wrap my head around it. Now, prior to all of this, Ray had promised to act as an informant. Lawrence Ray, who was born Lawrence Greco, moved in with his daughter when he got out of prison. Now, what was he in prison for? Was it a state or federal crime? It does make a difference. Because after moving into his daughter's on-campus apartment, he started a sex cult. A sex cult with young, impressionable adults, just not out of childhood or teenage years. He told these kids that he was a psychologist and a spiritual advisor. Now, I say spiritual advisor with air quotes because he was presenting himself as a priest or a yogi, and he wasn't. Now, what is the definition of a spiritual advisor? A spiritual advisor is someone who base, whose basic point of view is to direct people to their relationship with spirit. All problems are related to that lack of connection. Their definition, not mine. Another one, they are trained individuals who provide guidance in one's spiritual journey. They help in practicing the art of spirituality that balances human success and human expressions. Can a person be a spiritual advisor but not religious? Many people think that spirituality and religion are the same thing, and so they bring their beliefs and prejudice about religion to discussions about spirituality. The through all religions, though all religions emphasize on spiritualism being part of faith. You can be spiritual without being religious or a member of an organized religion. Shamans, healers, sages, and wisdom keepers of all times, all continents, and all people in their ageless wisdom say that human spirituality is composed of three aspects, relationships, value, and life purpose. Can you be a spiritual advisor without a degree, kind of like a priest going through priesthood or, you know, 
when priests go to learn at study at college, do they get a degree? There's no strict education requirements for starting a spiritual counseling career. And the backgrounds of many spiritual psychologists are very diverse. However, many spiritual counselors will earn degrees in such areas as counseling, theology, religious studies, psychology, or social work. Now, I really had to look that up because I didn't understand it. So take it for what you will, what somebody will take and use to either help someone or, as in Ray's case, took that, those, that information and used it to manipulate these young, impressionable adults. And I cannot emphasize enough with using young and impressionable. When you look this up, it was listed with mystic magic. I'm not dissing anybody on their beliefs by any means. However, maybe it's time to look at restructuring campuses and campus housing. And you'll understand why I say that later on. Because back in the day for colleges, they had house parents that lived in the dorms to look after these young adults to help. Maybe it's time to bring them back and not just having the advisors that are on the floors and in certain areas. Having a house parent, somebody who's stable that lives there, it makes sense. And they would be a constant, not just every couple of years somebody's getting switched out because people graduate and move on. It's all, this is all my opinion and you can take it for what it's worth. I know they have all older college kids that live in, in the dorms, but that doesn't take care of everybody. The parents of the victims, and this is where I was getting to about getting to why that, why the intro of this, the parents of the victims that went to the college, they were trying to make complaints and they did several complaints, but they were told that Ray's daughter, Talia, was allowed to have her parent visit. Now remember, I said he was living on in their apartment, not visiting. Now, this is, this was all in caps about that the I was explaining about many people think that spirituality and religion um, are cut from the same cloth, but you can be a spiritual, you can be spiritual without being religious or a member of an organized religion. Now, as I was saying that Ray was living on campus, he was living with Talia. They had a very small, small apartment. It was a one-bedroom um, style dormitory. So he was living with his daughter, and the administration was too lazy to look into the complaints of the parents of the other students. Now, when I wrote this, that was all in caps. I was yelling at myself as I was writing because it's the same all over. It doesn't matter what kind of school college you work for. Administration is so high up in certain aspects that 
that they even when they get a complaint about something that they cannot fathom that some something like this could even happen in their school and that's boulder dash trying to clean up my language it certainly wasn't the case here and i certainly would be aware i would want to be aware of what's going on if i was an administrator in and i get that they have every person has a job but if you have multiple parents coming to you saying that this guy is living in the same area as your child and you know that he's living there but that proof of him staying there is what they were just blind to and this happens all the time and with a lot of it administration can't be bothered which is plain and simple which enough of my blathering now after everything that has been said ray received a psychological evaluation in 2005 before moving in with his daughter and her friends and according to the article by julie miller it was very alarming it's literally impossible to evaluate mr ray in the usual clinical manner concluded one one of the evaluators his personality dynamics are so configured that he can manipulate and control almost any situation in which he finds himself including a psychological review with with a forensic examiner. No matter how experienced that examiner may be, Mr. Ray was very good at what he did, according to that particular article. Ray was able to isolate his victims from their families and their friends, total narcissistic, He also pressured them into degrading and sometimes sexual scenarios. Ray also controlled what they ate, to whom they spoke, and took them for hundreds of thousands of dollars for imaginary offenses was also in this article. I still have a hard time wrapping my head around that, that you are you you have parents in there making those complaints you see the change in your kids you know what's going on but yet nothing is done now prior to this talia ray who is lawrence ray's daughter she had constantly spoke about her father to those she knew on campus and it was evident that talia loved her father She thought of him as someone who tried to save her from those who tried to do her harm when she was a teenager, along with her younger sister. According to Talia, her mother was abusive to both her and her sister. Her father, in my opinion, someone that she idolized, looked up to and put on a pedestal. Why not? Her father had been incarcerated because of a a deep-seated government corruption, which is coming up. And this isn't an attempt to start a conversation about what is going on with today's politics. Please hold on to what I'm saying and you will hear everything that this guy was doing. Now, for Talia, she was older than those who were in her freshman class at Lawrence. And with the type of stories she was telling her friends that she had made Talia, that the, the the stories that she was telling her friends 
Talia soon became the leader of their group of friends, and the group included Talia, of course. Talia had a boyfriend who stayed with her there at the one-bedroom apartment, along with Daniel Levine, Isabella, which the name is in quotes because in the articles and court documents, some of those folks had their names changed so they could tell the story. They don't want to be doxxed for the best way to describe it. There was Claudia Drury, Drury. Claudia is the only victim that testified under her real name in court. And then you have Santos. His name is in quotation marks. So, and there were some that were left off of some articles and in uh, the, uh, the court documents. Now, Ray, he talked some of these young adults into moving into this on-campus apartment. Now, mind you, this was just the beginning of his plan. I stated earlier that Talia spoke about her father with not only love, but as if she was, if he was her hero, and why not? According to her, he saved her, didn't he? And Ray knew powerful people and the top politicians and top military officials whose own restaurants and other businesses. They, the officials owned the restaurants and other businesses. Ray even had the wedding of a capo in the Genovese family, Salvador, which were called Sally Dogs, Lombardi in 1988. So a quick look up of who Salvatore Sally Dogs Lombardi is. He was born March 5th, 1940, was low-key capo of the Genovese crime family, and he died in 2009. Laborio Salvatore Bellamo, he was born January 8th, 1957, and he's an American mobster and the boss of the Genovese fa crime family. And I apologize, I got a little sidetracked with reading about how their crime family got started, meaning the uh, Sally Dogs. I've heard the names before, but when you start putting faces with names, it makes it all come together. And when you go back even farther to the beginning of things, the puzzle pieces really start to fit better. Again, I apologize. When Ray moved in with his daughter, he had her and her friends move into a one-bedroom apartment on West 93rd Street. And he, Ray, insinuated himself in the life of his daughter and those who moved in. He presented himself as a father figure and their therapist. There would be nightly therapy sessions for those that supposedly committed some kind of wrongdoing against Ray. It could have been a broken plate, which happened in one article, a scratch on a stove, which that did happen. Now, going forward, because I'm going to stop right here, I hope that you've enjoyed it so far. With that said, I hope you come back to read part two or listen to part two. Please remember that I am on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, Instagram. If you've enjoyed this case so far, please let me know. I would love to hear the comments from you. The last thing I would like to say, 
if you are kind enough, generous enough to give a donation towards something, at the end of our goal, what I'll do is I will pull people's names and they can choose the charity. We will give a choice of three charities and they can pick from each one. And what I'll do is I'll go on live to hand over the checks as long as the people are comfortable with that because I have to be very careful if someone doesn't want to be recorded or anything in the state of PA unless it's in a, um, a uh, public forum. I, I want to make sure that I'm clear on that. I don't want anybody to think that they're being, if there's anything um, that they might not like about it. So I, I have to be careful on that. When you hear later on what this guy has done, you will be so shocked that this happened. And this is still back in the time frame when people were really watching what's going on and stuff like that. I had heard nothing about this. This article, these articles, I just came across by chance. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please go in and hit the like button. I would greatly appreciate it. And I will see you next, not see you, talk to you next time on our next post. Have a great, great November. Please, for those who celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, and all the other holidays in the month of December, I wish you and your family the best of joy and wishes. This is Kat. I'm signing off.